You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 27. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hello, pet business owners. I am so excited to have you here today's interview with Sark. But before we go there, I wanted to check in with you about some things. So the first and probably most important to you podcast listeners is that I am back on track with podcasting. Woohoo! And you may recall from podcast episode 25 when I talked about the or more trick. Well, that worked and I am on track and intend to release two podcast segments a month or more for you. (laughs) It feels really good. And you know, the podcast is now on my monthly goal list. So it stays fresh in my mind each week when I'm reviewing that list. Because I can't ignore what's on the list. It's staring at me every week that I'm reviewing it. So it's been great. And it's been really fun. So thank you to those of you who have emailed me sent me messages saying, hurry up, get those podcast segments out. We want to hear. So it really did make a difference. And I am, I'm back on track. And if you feel inspired, I would be so grateful if you'd be willing to write a really quick review on iTunes. It means so much to me. And it also really helps other pet business owners find the podcast. When it has recent reviews, it tends to bump up a little higher when people are searching for something like this. So if you would be willing to do that, oh my God, I'd be so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm sending you many hugs <laughs> of gratitude. So I also wanted to let you guys know, for those of you that don't know and those of you who are wondering when's it happening, I'm happy to say that my newest book, which is called 30 Days to Start and Grow Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business, a step-by-step guide to launch, attract clients, and make a profit. It's a big hefty title and If you're interested in checking it out, there is a link to pre-order the book in the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 27. And that is the number 27. And for those of you who are listening to the segment after July 2018, then you can find the link to order the ebook in the show notes and not pre-order, but actually order it or you'll find the paperback on Amazon. And I have some reviews coming out from some major pet publications, and I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be sharing them in the Facebook group I have for all of you podcast listeners um, as those reviews get released. So if you're not yet a part of the Prosperous Pet Business Group, come on over. Please join us. There is a link to that group in the show notes, and you're welcome to come join us. It's a really supportive, very loving, very kind group of pet business owners from all over the world. So you'll fit right in. (laughs) And if you weren't able to attend the live catapult four week pet business program um, that I'm actually currently doing right now, it is available for sign up as an anytime access class. There's a link to that in the show notes also. 
And the Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference is happening in September 2018. Woo! So this is the fifth year that I have hosted the conference. And this is a very unusual year in that we are going to, we actually already have picked the top 25 speakers from each of the prior four years. And those are the ones that are going to be released this year. So it's going to be from the last four years, and it'll be 25 speakers. So you'll receive one to two videos a day for a two week period when it airs in September. And if you'd like to sign up, that link will be in the show notes as well. So there's lots of goodies there for you to check out. It's a free online conference. So there's no money that you have to pay. You can just show up, you'll get 24 hours to access the videos and the video package if you would like to purchase it and then you'll have unlimited lifetime access if you can't watch and learn from all those videos in a two-week period. So speaking of that, how we actually put on this free conference that requires a lot of output, both energy and financially, is that we have wonderful sponsors who help make this conference happen. And there's still space for a few more sponsors. So if you are listening and you have a business that can help pet business owners or pets or both, um, you would be a great fit to reach your target market. This year, we're anticipating having 15,000 or more pet business owners from all over the world attend. And each year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and um, it's the snowball effect. And this year is no different. It's just gonna be huge. We have so many people signed up already and it's really exciting. So um, if you'd like to be a sponsor, you can email me at sponsor at prosperouspetbusiness.com to find out more. And I'll include a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can find out more about sponsorship if you'd like. So obviously, this has been a really busy time for me with the book and the conference and the catapult program. But here's the thing, it's all good. I've been really focusing my energy and my attitude and directing it to positivity. If I occasionally get cranky because I've got a lot on my plate right now, when I get really busy, sometimes I get a little overwhelmed. I don't know if you guys are like that. But I've been really bringing myself back when I feel that way and just bringing myself back to gratitude and also really kind of setting the energy for how I want to feel. Like I don't want to feel overwhelmed. And so I just choose not to. And it's been very powerful. It's been working. I feel really lit up a lot of the time and excited about what I have to offer you pet business owners. And that's bringing me a lot of joy and a lot of excitement. Also, I want to share with you this pretty cool thing that happened fairly recently. In my morning pages, which is my daily morning journal writing that I do, um, and I've written about that in two of my books, the Six Figure Pet Sitting book and the Six Figure Pet Business book, I've been incorporating in that journal writing, writing out my desired outcome for the day. Like, how do I want to feel during the day and at the end of the day? And this is especially important when I'm in a big push like I am right now with a lot of projects, a lot of 
loose ends that I have to tie up in order to um, provide what I say I'm going to provide. And also I, you know, write what do I want to have happened today? How do I want to act and respond to what happens today? So this has been a very powerful writing practice for me, and it's about maybe five or ten minutes each day. I don't spend a ton of time on it. And I was reminded about this practice. The reason why I even started doing it was I picked up an old book that I had recently reread, and the title is Write It Down, Make It Happen. And the author shares some really wonderful things that happen in her life as a result of writing down the outcome. And one of the things that happened to me a few weeks ago is that, and I think it's a direct result of reading the book and doing this practice, I really do, because it was so magnificent in the way that it happened. So I had two things, two separate things that I really wanted to purchase, but it was, both of them were a large amount of money, and I didn't want to use my regular earnings for these things. Instead, I really, this sounds so weird probably for some of you, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I wanted some surprise money to come to me, okay? So the first item that I wanted was a week at a retreat center that I enjoy going to every year, and ah, it's expensive, you know? And the second item was a minor medical procedure that would not be covered under insurance. So it was also expensive. And these two combined things that I wanted to pay for out of pocket with surprise money um, combined were a few thousand dollars. So a few weeks ago, I started writing about how already having these things paid for would feel, right? How would I feel receiving that money? How would it feel paying for them, right? So just a week after beginning that journal writing, I received a gift from someone in the form of nearly that exact amount of money. In fact, it was for $100 more. (laughs) I'm not going to go into the details of it, but it happened easily and effortlessly, okay? And it was very much a wonderful gift to me. And just... I didn't ask for it. It just kind of happened. And the day after I received that money, I immediately booked my retreat and the medical procedure. (laughs) So I've been sharing about this experience with my friends and family, and some of them are enjoying doing this writing, you know, with that end result in mind. And I haven't heard any stories yet of them having these big breakthroughs or things like this happening, but you know, I'm enjoying doing it. I'm doing it about a number of things in my life, things that, you know, maybe are going well, but I'd like them to go fantastically. And you can really do this kind of writing on anything. You can do it on weight loss, right? How will you feel when you lose that weight? What kinds of clothes will you wear? Will you walk with more of a bounce in your step? Describe how that feels, okay? What about a new home if that's something you're wanting? What will it look like? And even more importantly, what will it feel like? So I encourage you, especially if you're feeling like you're in a bit of an attitudinal slump, (laughs) feeling a little negative, to get out your journal, get out a notebook, spend five or 10 minutes thinking about something that you'd really like to be different than it currently is and writing from that place as if it already is different. I am feeling this. 
I am enjoying this. This is happening and it feels amazing. Okay, so this is a good place to stop for me and instead to switch gears here and dive into this interview with Sark. So she's going to be sharing how to get the spark back in your pet business. A little bit about Sark before we dive in. I first discovered her and her books about 20 years ago. I was wandering in a bookstore. Remember those? <laughs> There's still a few out there. Thank God. I love them. And her book really popped out at me. It was sitting on a shelf in a bookstore. And the first book that I read of hers, which may even have been the very first one that she wrote, was called Inspiration Sandwich. And it was hand-drawn and colorful. I'd never seen or even read anything like it. It was fantastic. She's created some incredible abundance in her life, and I've seen her at book signings. She lives about 30 minutes from me, and when I've gone to see her at book signings, she literally sparkles. The girl <laughs> has some good mojo, so she's a super vibrant soul. And without further ado, here's the interview with Sark a.k.a. Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy. Hi, everyone. I am Kristen Morrison. I am the founder of Six Figure Pet Business Academy and the creator of the Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference. This is our third year. I'm just so excited to have everybody here today. And I am so excited and delighted and pleased to welcome Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, a.k.a. Sark. She is the co-author with the late John Waddell of Succulent Wild Love. She comes from a background of creative expression. She uplifts others through her energy, her books, her art, her products and programs, and she really supports empowered living. And her purpose is to be an uplifter, a transformer, and a laser beam of love. And if you've ever heard her speak, at a book signing and been in her presence, she really does emanate these sparkles and it's just beautiful. So I am just so happy to welcome you here today, Sark. And I just want to say that I discovered you and your books in my early 20s and they have had a massive impact on my life. I feel like I am who I am today in big part because of who you are and what you've put out there in the world. And you really, through your books, and I know you've written a number of them, have, <laughs> <laughs> prolific, um, you have helped me create a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I am deeply grateful for that. Thank you. Oh, Kristen, thank you for being someone doing their transformative work in this world and show, and being who you are. You know, because it's when we are who we really are that we can show up in the world and serve. I mean, the 17 books I wrote couldn't have existed without the mentors that I've had. Mm -hmm. And so we all help each other in these ways. And I feel so blessed and honored. Thank you. Mm, thank you. And so we're going to be talking about succulent business, creating a succulent business that thrives. And I know that you've done that. And you're also an artist. So it's kind of interesting. A lot of people think about artists as 
perhaps not thriving business owners, and yet you've been able to do that. And I'd like to start at the beginning because I know you've had, you've written in your books over 250 jobs. <laughs> yes, I was an overachiever even then. <laughs> I had I had the most wonderful grandfather uh, called him Bapa, and he was one of my great mentors. And he said, when I was 14, he said, do everything you could think of doing so you know what you don't want to do the rest of your life. Wow. And I probably got three jobs that summer and then got a little notebook and I kept track of the jobs. And if they lasted more than four hours, I counted it. From 14 to 26 was 250. And I quit most of them. I was fired from many of the mm. other ones. <laughs> and I discovered a lot of things that I didn't want to do. And from that, I really was able to, at 26, I made the statement, I'm going to be an artist and writer and I'm going to live that life. And I don't care if I have to starve. Mm. Now, I didn't understand at that time that when you say a sentence like that, it's almost guaranteed that you will then have that experience. Yeah. So I did have the starving experience, but I didn't care too much because I was so I felt so free. Uh huh. I was I didn't understand that you could have both money and and be an artist and writer, just like what you said. Yeah. Like that the societal belief is that if you're deeply creative, you're somehow going to be a starving artist, and I bought into it. And I'm here to tell you that is so untrue. Yeah. It is so untrue. I mean, I don't regret anything I've done, but I'm so happy to have mentored so many thousands of people in having successful succulent businesses that mm -hmm. are thriving. Yeah. Um, because we really are meant to thrive. We were born to thrive. Yes. And we get scared and we have inner critics and we have other false beliefs that, that tell us that we can't. And then we set about creating a life that matches that. And then we gather evidence and we tell people, well, no one bought my art, so I don't have any money. Or I tried to start a business and it didn't work. Um, instead of gathering the mentors and tools, transformational tools that we need to actually thrive. Yes. Oh, so well said. It's interesting. I did an interview with Mark Allen, who I know published your uh, yeah, recent book. He's amazing. Oh, my God. His... Talk. I'm so excited about his talk. I mean, I knew that it would be really something, but he is a dynamo. That guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was such, talk about laser beam, as you are, you know, just so clear about the power of our words and affirmations. And I still feel like I'm kind of vibrating from <laughs> His words. And so I know you've really looked at that in your own life. And so what was the process of you went from, you know, kind of starving artist to then being a business owner? What was that transition like? It's tempting to say, yes, I just decided one day and the next day I woke up and my bank account was full and my business was thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as everyone knows, it doesn't quite happen like that. Yeah. But I believe in the magical and the practical. Yeah. I believe that they belong together. Yeah. Really like bird wings. I mean, they should mm -hmm. be operating together. And the magic was I have a magic cottage in San Francisco. We're in my, my upstairs part of my home right now. But in the magic cottage, I made the decision. I had opted out of the money system for 10 years from 26 to mid 30s, 35, 36. I lived on barter and trade. Mm -hmm. And I decided not to participate in the money system. And so I learned a lot about miracles, and I learned a lot about receiving, I learned a lot about trading, I learned a lot about what skills I had that, that people would want to trade for. 
And I felt complete with that experiment. I felt like, okay, I'm ready now to receive money. And it really was about, you could call it making a home in my heart for money. Mm-hmm. Because I, I hadn't had that. Mm-hmm. And so really I wrote in my journal a piece called How to Be an Artist. Mm. And I had a friend over for tea. And the friend said, well, how are you living these days? And I said, well, this is how I try to live. And I read this piece. And it starts out, stay loose, learn to watch snails, plant impossible gardens, invite someone dangerous to tea, make little signs that say yes and post them all over your house. And it goes on for about 40 more uh, multicolored phrases. And the friend said, that should be a poster. I tore it out of my journal and I put it on the wall and said, great, there, now it's a poster. That's <laughs> so cute. And yeah, and he said, no, I mean for the world. Oh. I said, I don't have any idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. You notice the word how is in there. Yeah. I don't have any idea how to do that. And the friend wisely said, well, somebody knows how to do that. Yeah. And so I took that little handmade poster off the wall, and I took it after my cat Jupiter stood up on his hind legs and peeled it off the wall every day for three days. I finally got the message that, you yeah. know. Take it off the wall and into the world. Said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I brought it to a place I knew was a store. It was a metaphysical store, and it was also, they had a catalog. Uh-huh. I brought it to them and they said, oh, this is very crooked and strange. Oh, uh-huh. I don't know that anyone will like it, but we'll uh-huh. give it a try. Don't expect much. Uh-huh. I said, well, I don't expect anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I expect <laughs> that they had done that step, you know. And then the, the orders flooded in. Uh-huh. And, it was, uh, and then I was writing as fast as I could trying to keep up. And then I had to create a way to make them, which wasn't me handwriting, because thousands of orders were pouring in. And I ended up making 11,000 by hand, however. <sighs> But by then, I'd written 18 other posters on 18 other subjects, including um, Cats Are Angels With Fur and Dogs Are Miracles With Pod. Yes, I have them here. You kindly oh, sent them to me. There's the cat one. It's yes. so sweet. And then the dog one. Oh, my yes. God. These I are had precious. My, my magnificent cat, Jupiter, you know, translated what he wanted on the poster for cats. And you notice that it says, surrender, you are now entering the tunnel of cat love. Yeah. <laughs> it's soft, it's warm, it's catatonic. And then one more line, some little known cat secrets, cats are polka dotted under their fur. <laughs> and then all the dog owners wrote to me. Uh-huh. See, I was also a dog lover, so yeah. that wasn't hard. Yeah, equal opportunity. Yeah, a dog's nose in the palm of your hand will cure almost anything. Dogs are made of love and fur. Let your dog take you for a walk. Uh, dogs are a sure thing. Uh, yeah, and then, so so the How to Be an Arts poster went on to be reprinted, I think, almost three million times, and it got into Time Magazine, it got into major movies, and, cool. and that really launched my business. Sure. That's when I knew I had to have a business, because there was no way I could do all of this by myself, because I was also then starting my books. Mm-hmm. And so eventually the business was a book business, a product business, and an event business. I was writing a best-selling book every year, having 200 products with my art, like the posters and cards and mugs and blankets, and I have the, the blankets right here. Mm-hmm. You know, So it got really big, and then I was also teaching and speaking in events around the world. So that required a team. Mm-hmm. And so I started a business and named it Camp Sark, because I thought it would be good to have my own camp. 
I thought I had really not such great experiences. I had some good experiences at camp, but there were yeah. some that weren't so good. So I thought, well, I have my own camp. Uh, and um, that it's still the name of the uh, the Limited Liability Corporation, uh-huh. but it blossomed in the in the early 2000s into Planet Sunk. Yeah. So that's a, a, a short description. I mean, I've been in business now almost 30 years, and uh, so I know a lot about prosperous business, thriving business, and I know a lot about what doesn't feel that way. Uh-huh. What do you think are the most important qualities to have enabled you to get to prosperous pet business, thriving, or not pet business, but <laughs> you don't have a pet business. Well, you I sort of do. You sort I'm of do. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> like a prosperous business, a thriving business. Yes, give yourself a hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it really, in the last decade or so, I developed three ways, three really three processes that are really my core life teachings. And I can attribute all of my success to these three things. And they really are available for everyone, which is so exciting. They're free and they're available and I teach them and others teach them. And, and basically it's knowing that you have something inside you that's much larger than you. Mm-hmm. And I call it my inner wise self. Mm-hmm. And some people call it higher, you know, higher self, pure positive energy, uh, universal spirit, holy spirit. It doesn't really matter what the words are, but that you know you have this entity that you can call on that will support you. And that is what really allowed me to write all my books and make all my products and manage my teams. And mm-hmm. it was all from this inner wise self place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next, I would say I created something called an inner feelings care system. And this is about how to manage and care for your feelings with great love and skill so that the feelings don't run the show. And feelings get louder and larger if we don't give them love and attention. Uh, but most people think they need to give them all so much love and attention, they don't have time. Mm-hmm. And so they try to repress and avoid and ignore feelings. And then, of course, feelings just get louder and larger. Mm-hmm. So I love showing people how to do that differently. And I apply that, that process every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third is really being aware of what, what could be called inner critics. It's like critical inner dialogue that... These, you know, everyone has them. They're not bad. It's, it's really conditioning that's been instilled since from a very young age. It's now grown out of proportion to who you are now as an adult. Mm-hmm. So some business owners are so merged, many business owners, so merged with their inner critics. So imagine if you merge with your inner critics, you're listening to critical inner dialogue. You're trying to do launches. You're trying to write copy. You're trying to manage a team. You're trying to do these things. And you're being undermined all the time. Then, if you're not managing your feelings, the feelings are running rampant. And then if nobody larger is in in charge inside of you, you're just this personality self who's frantic and exhausted and overwhelmed and crabby. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's so exciting because it doesn't have to be that way at all. So when you ask me what what makes it a successful business, it's always the business owner. The business is always a reflection of the business owner. Mm -hmm. And their internal state, I would say. Oh, my God, yes. And, and the idea that we have that we can do it without that is crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know. Yeah, I think that was really like a light bulb moment for me when I realized in my late 20s that the outer is always a reflection of the inner. And when I shift the inner, the outer just naturally changes. And it's powerful. 
Yeah, yeah. it's the most powerful thing there is. And if you want to live a joyful, it's really it, a thriving business is a joyful business. Yeah. It's a business that people are happy to work in. It's a business that you are happy to work in. There's plenty of profit. Uh-huh. There's plenty of vision. There's plans. There's excitement. There's joy. Uh-huh. And it doesn't mean it's that way all the time. There yeah. are moments. There are moments where it's crabby. There are moments where it doesn't work out. There are moments where the expenses are higher than the income. There are moments, there are those moments. Mm-hmm. If you know how to manage and deal with those three things I just shared, mm-hmm. all of the things, you know, my mother used to say, why can't you let things roll off your back? And I realized I couldn't because I didn't have those tools yeah. and I wasn't using them. I was reacting, I was resisting, I was afraid. I was all of those common states that, mm-hmm. that, us, that us wonderful humans get into. Yeah. So a lot of pet business owners get pretty burned out if they're successful, which if they're doing a good job, they're going to be because clients are going to want to work with them. And what what tools would you offer for people who are just so burned out that they can't even imagine having like a, a succulent business? Well, again, I mean, the practices I'm talking about with an interference care mm-hmm. system and letting, you know, having an inner critic care system and the inner wise self dialogues, all of these are like at the most five to ten minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So if you apply those processes, you will not get into this. See, what happens is people get overwhelmed. I always think of my early success with the posters. It was overwhelming when the orders kept coming. Yeah. I would imagine that if you're inundated with dogs to walk or yeah. there's you know so many kittens so many cats to take care of it can be easy to to fall into i'm trapped i'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. i don't have time to feed my own cat much yes. less over and, and feed another one so that's going to require you to ask your inner wise self what other systems and processes can i put in place mm-hmm. so that i'm not the only one doing this mm-hmm. I know that I had to graduate as a business owner from thinking that I was doing everything yeah. to allowing a team and allowing support. And it started small. I had my first assistant worked like three hours a week to start with. And, you know, I have full-time staff now. Mm-hmm. And that grew over time. Yeah. And for you to wake up and understand that your overwhelm is not coming from your business. It's coming from your lack of ability in planning systems and processes that will come up underneath you and support everything that you're doing. Because it's wonderful when there's plenty of clients and plenty of pets. But if you don't manage it correctly, you're miserable. Yeah. And the the misery is directly correlated to the lack of planning that you've done. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so well said. Yeah. Believe me, I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) I I had this whole illusion. I mean, most of us are very independent. Yeah. You know, we like to think that we can do most things ourselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's satisfying. Yeah. But if you're going to have a thriving business, you need to let it get larger than you are, Mm -hmm. which means you will not be able to do it all. Mm -hmm. And so to be proactive instead of reactive, meaning to plan ahead, like how am I planning now for my business being twice as successful next year as it is this year. Mm -hmm. And we've got to do that in tandem with the business that you have now. And let me just tell you, if you're not having some kind of interference care system or some kind of communication with something in you that's larger than you and some kind of way to handle critical inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. you're going to get sunk every day. Yeah, it's really, really true. That's powerful. 
Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. You know, there was something I did, which I think you'll appreciate. I remember when I first started my business, maybe the first couple years, I kind of tuned into my business and imagined my business. And I saw it as this huge dog because I had a pet sitting business at the time. It was this huge dog. And I realized, wow, you know, that's the energy of my business. Like it, it was tiny at the time, but I could see that it really wanted to be big. And so in addition to communicating with that inner wise self, there's also the communication that can happen with your business and the energy and the entity that it is. Oh yeah. And I think that's related to myself. Yeah. I think the self helped you see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so people may be stumped on that word succulence. What, how do you define succulence? Oh, yes. Let's assure people that they know very well about succulent. A succulent is a plant that nourishes itself from the inside. It gives itself, it feeds itself what it needs from the environment. So it stores water, it stores nutrients, and then feeds it to itself. So in that way, it's self-sustaining. Mm. And that in that way, we all can be that self-sustaining creature that fills ourselves up with love from the inside and then shares the overflow with the world in the form of our businesses, in the forms of our gifts. Yeah, it was uh, many, many years ago, I was standing, walking in San Francisco and etched into the cement was the word succulence is powerful. Someone had written that and I jumped on that square and I said, I am a succulent wild woman and I'm going to write about that. And then I collapsed in fear on the sidewalk and thought, oh, my God, I can never write about that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then that Second Wild Woman was my statement of self-liberation. And then the book I just wrote is called Second Wild Love is my statement of uh, love and relationship liberation. Mm-hmm. 
because I wanted a relationship that let me be me. Uh-huh. And I found that with Dr. John Waddell. Uh-huh. And as you said, it's so funny whenever I hear anyone say the late Dr. John Waddell because he was never late for anything. Uh-huh. And so he, he did leave his physical body this year in March uh-huh. and right after we finished our book. And I'm so glad that we got to do this book together. And it's a powerful book. It's it really is. A, it's a new philosophy of love and relationships for everyone, including people who are mm-hmm. what I call soulfully single. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's succulent. I mean, it's just, and I love that word, succulent. I know. It, it, it really embodies what it is in a way, just the saying of it. It's gorgeous. And that book, Succulent Wild Love, is is so fabulous. I mean, I read it a couple times now and I just, ugh, it's food. You know, it feels like it's relationship food. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and John would want everyone to know that it's an immensely practical book. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys, it's funny. He's very I practical. Have, yeah. We, we write in our voices like mine is handwritten uh-huh. and his is typeset, uh-huh. and he's that guy. You know, he was, uh-huh. a, medical, he was a psychologist and metaphysical teacher, and very evolved. Yeah, also a very logical, practical guy. Yes, and so it was so funny that he manif- that he created me. Uh-huh. You know, I'm also logical and practical, but you know, I lean yeah. more towards the magical. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. That's a good balance, though, in relationship. I think. Oh, yeah. We were and are a fantastic team. And mm-hmm. So beyond the physical, uh, able to, uh, you know, this, this gets wild because some people, you know, don't believe in yeah. this, but he's very active from beyond the, the physical realm. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's mentoring and he has offered himself to anyone that would like to call upon him. He's available. Wow. Amazing man. Yeah, amazing spirit. Yeah. Um, he understand that his graduation was to leave his body. We thought that it meant to keep his body. <laughs> and so nine months we tried keeping his body. Uh-huh. And finally uh, understood that that was not the message. So yeah. off he went. Mm-hmm. Bigger and better adventures. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for a while I got really mad. Like, what do you mean better adventures? What's better than me? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but... You know, from the non-physical, I mean, he really was an unconditional love master. And, you know, when you're in the physical realm, there's a lot that that gets interrupted with unconditional love. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it really is better. He can mentor unconditionally from beyond the physical. Mm. Wow. All right. I want to talk a little bit about what your work-life balance looks like because again that's something that comes up for a lot of business owners you know you live a very creative life and yet you know i'm imagining your work can be kind of intense sometimes yeah and so first thing i want to say is i think when we hear life work balance it can awaken any number of inner critics um it's like oh my work life balance sucks or i have too much work and not enough life that's usually the complaint Or I'm struggling in my business, and so my life is suffering. Um, these are all the kind of messages. I think the word balance is uh, perhaps not perhaps not the most friendly word mm-hmm. um, because it always creates a polarity. You know that balance is really meant to be, I think, like the most wonderful seesaw, where you sit and you go up and you go down mm-hmm. and you go up and you go down. Uh, but we don't think of it like that. We're often thinking out of balance or in balance. And in balance is thought of as good. Mm-hmm. And out of balance is thought of as bad. 
And so what I offer is to everyone is work-life flow. Ooh, I like, like that. How is your, yeah, how is your work flowing? How is your life flowing? And at what points do they coincide? And how does one nurture the other? Mm-hmm. And so I have an extremely full life. I'm, I'm a teacher and speaker, and I have, you know, a staff of people, and I have products, and I, you know, there's all of these things, and yet there's a wonderful spaciousness a lot of time to avoid and do nothing, a lot of time for beach walks, which I do every day, mm-hmm. a lot of time for friends, which I have so many. And, you know, speaking of grieving, I, I'm talking about, I've been grieving deeply and living wildly both. And mm-hmm. here come the bird wings again. They're meant to go together. Yeah. So that way, work and life flow are meant to go together. Mm-hmm. I used to try to compartmentalize my work. Keep it over there. Well, mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't really work. Yeah. I, Stuff pops up in a business that requires attention, but then that calls on, you know, that John and I wrote about this, and we call it beautiful boundaries. So what are your beautiful boundaries that you have for your life and your business? Mm-hmm. Many people have not thought about this, and they don't set, either they set rigid boundaries that cause problems in their business, or they're, they're too porous with their boundaries, and so constantly getting emails or, or text messages mm-hmm. and they're at dinner with their loved one, and there's a message, oh, I have to attend to this, this is yeah. something. And to really take a look at what are my beautiful boundaries, what is my ideal way to have work and life flow, mm-hmm. what things can I put in place, even in small ways, maybe I turn my phone off, and maybe I stop looking at text after 5 p.m., or if that's mm-hmm. not reasonable, maybe after 7 p.m., mm-hmm. What is, you know, what is the actual design that, that causes, that allows me to live my succulent life? Mm-hmm. It's the whole point of having a prosperous business. Yes. So many people get focused on creating the money and you find out that they've made a lot of money, but they haven't made much love. It's true. You know? It's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, it, it, it gets overused, but it, it bears restating quality of life. Yep. What is the quality of your life? What is the quality of your business's life? Mm-hmm. You have, I used to have people that worked for me that were getting really overwhelmed and working too much. And so even though I wasn't technically at certain times doing that, it doesn't work. Yeah. So why was I having a business where people were overworking? Mm-hmm. Because I still had that value. I, Either I or someone else had to work hard to make a successful business. Mm -hmm. We've heard it before, but let's state this again. If you work smarter, you will not need to work harder. Mm -hmm. However, it requires doing some transformational things to work smarter. Part of that is getting mentors and getting people who can advise you because they can see things you can't see. It's true. Einstein said it so well that the problem itself cannot be solved with the mind who created the problem. So when I first had my business, I was doing right and left things that were just torturous, you know, because I couldn't see it. Blind spots, we all do. Yep. It takes somebody outside of you to be able to say, hey, try it this way, or what about this? Or, yeah, have you considered dot, 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 Mm -hmm. and you might want to dot, dot, dot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Again, systems and processes. Mm -hmm. Take a look at what are the systems. Most solo business owners are operating in reaction mode. Yeah. Do that. I have to do that. I have to do that. Putting out fires. Right. Yeah. And when, you know, then you're a constant firefighter living in a firehouse and you're not having all that good food, by the way. It's true. Firefighters cook that food. 
That's <laughs> true. So, you know, speaking of mentors, what's some of the best business advice you've ever received from a mentor or somebody that's helped you in your business? Oh, my goodness. I've had so many mentors. I would say invest in mentors. Invest in mentors to expand and grow your business because you will not be able to do it by yourself. You will have the blind spots. You will go forward in a clumsy way. You will make all kinds of mistakes. You will be tired, exhausted, and overwhelmed. Yeah. So, you know, I remember my first mentor said, you know, let's work together. He was the first person to say to me, what about your weekends? And I said, what do you mean weekends? And he said, you know, weekend, it's something people do. And, and I said, well, I don't know. I work all the time. Uh-huh. I mean, this was 20 years ago now, but I really, 25 years ago, I thought you had to work all the time. Yeah. And because didn't, I didn't see how the stuff was going to get done. And let me just assure you, I understand, you know, when I'm saying these things, this is not because I've reached some pinnacle yeah. and looking down, oh, people, you know, <laughs> be sure to, you know, relax and go on beach walks. No, I'm talking about setting up systems and processes mm-hmm. with the help of a mentor so that your business can operate smoothly and generate profit mm-hmm. when you're not actually mm-hmm. doing something in it. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Yeah. You know, one of the things, one of the visions I had um, a few years ago was to be able to travel while my pet sitting business ran. And I, I did and I do coaching and other things, written books and all of that. But I just, I wanted a sabbatical and I wanted to be able to make money while I was away. And nobody I knew had ever done that before. Like for an extended period of time, they'd done two weeks, three weeks, maybe even a month long vacation, but I wanted months at a time. And so um, I just declared it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go away for four months to Indian Bali And, you know, I talked to my managers who were managing my business, and that was a piece that I put in place to be able to create a container for me to do that. And they both agreed to do it. And I went and didn't work for four months. And at first, it kind of drove me crazy because I was used to working a lot. But I gradually settled into the flow of traveling and You know, people would say, what did you do while you were gone? And I said, I just lived life. I mean, it wasn't like I was ever bored or, you know, wondering what am I going to do today? There was always something that appeared and it was beautiful. And I came back from that trip in 2010 and already planned my next trip for double the time. So I was gone for eight months. And while my business ran and, and at that point I had published my book, my book came out right before I left and then I was gone, you know, then I came back to all of this even more business than I had at the beginning. And I just want to say to pet business owners out there, and I know you're saying this too, even if you can't imagine that it can happen, it can, whatever it is you're wanting to create in your business or your life, you know, and it starts in here. Yes. And yeah, and what you're saying, you know, even especially if you haven't seen anybody do it, you know, let that be a motivating factor for you. Yeah. Oh, Kristen, I'm so proud of you and so glad at the the beacon of hope that you are and the beacon of inspiration that you are um, because, you know, we also gather examples like like listen to Kristen, listen to me. We, yeah. we, you know, I'm sure Kristen, you had lots of fears and resistance oh. and didn't know how it would terror. work. Yeah. Terror. I did. I had terror at being like so many thousands of miles away from my business 
if something came up, what was going to happen. Right. And things did come up. But, you know, it's all right. They came up. Yeah. We dealt with it, you know. And, and I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world, <laughs> funny enough. I mean, I just, it was so powerful and so transformative for me. Yes. Yeah. And I, I want to say, too, I made a, a big leap when John got diagnosed with his illness. I knew right away that I wanted to care for him. Yeah. And so I knew I couldn't run my business the same way. Mm -hmm. and so I quit. And, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And it, it led to my hiring a CEO, oh. which was really the first time that I had done that. I had always been the CEO. I'd worked with other co-CEOs. I'd had marketing mm -hmm. people. I'd had, I always have worked with the most wonderful people. But I'd never really considered turning everything. Like, what would it mean to to be just create, write, and teach and have mm -hmm. someone run the business? Mm -hmm. And Dr. Scott Mills um, joined us last year in the most miraculous way and John got to meet him and, and know Aww. him and say I, he's the best yeah know. I've spoken and, to him he's wonderful oh my yeah, god yeah he's amazing he's amazing he's yeah. absolutely wonderful and so he's the chief evolutionary officer I love it of planet Sark and you know the business has grown exponentially mm -hmm. since he joined because you know the truth is I you know like you said you know you came back to more business I mean that's what's been happening yeah. as I've stepped into my primary I mean you heard you said at the beginning my life purpose is to be a transformer uplifter and laser beam of love and if that's my primary occupation mm -hmm. I'm a magnet uh-huh so I mean we have more business than we can yeah. handle and so now we're building systems and processes to handle that Beautiful. And so yeah, and this is this is for everyone, and especially if you're in a place where you're listening, and and it's so tempting to say, yeah, it works for them. Uh huh. That that was always my default. I get really mad, actually, uh -huh. jealous, and yeah. you know, well, easy for her. You know, she has a trust fund, or yeah. easy for them, or easy for her. She has a CEO. Well, I'd love to have a CEO. Well, you know, you can. Uh -huh. So again, you know, it has to be said that go ahead and have those feelings mm -hmm. and then tend to them yeah. and then turn and build the systems and processes exactly. in your life and your business. I can really, the jealousy, I know for me when I feel jealous and it does happen from time to time, that is always a clue that it's something that I want to create and that I can Yes. You know, and so anybody... Or maybe have it yet. And yeah. Maybe see some, you know, I remember times where I would see these blocks, like, and I would make up stories about why they could. Yeah. And, you know, you can spend a long time doing that. There will always be evidence of why someone else did something that you perceive that you can't. Um, but if you just start, if you take that, that energy, if you tend to that jealousy mm -hmm. and say, I hear you, I acknowledge you, it's okay. Yeah. All right, now... How would we like to be able to take a sabbatical? Or how would we like to be able to have a CEO? Or whatever it is, what, you know, how would I like to have more time for my family? Mm -hmm. You know, begin to write and, mm -hmm. and ask questions and let your inner wise self guide you. You can say, hey, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. let, that inner wise self is just waiting for you to ask. And, and it speaks to everyone. There's no, there's no, um, it, it, it isn't, you know, it's right away. I mean, I've been teaching now for 10 years, people connecting with their inner wise selves and all over the world. And people will write, I, I teach what I call inner wise self love notes. Mm -hmm. And to start out, dear 
Susan? And then what does your inner wise self want to say? Mm -hmm. And it's full. It's been with you your whole life. It knows you completely, and it is unconditionally loving of you. And it's full of business wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's free. Yes. It's in you right now. You don't have to go to a class. You don't have to take a seminar. Uh says this right now. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, I wanted to kind of jump back before we end here in a minute. Going back to really stepping into what you want to create, one thing I forgot to share about traveling is that when I went to India and Bali both times, I ended up making more money by not working <laughs> than I had while I was working because I subletted my house Mm -hmm. I, you know, was traveling and living very lavishly, but it was very inexpensive there. And it was so mind-blowing to me that, wait a minute, I'm not working, but I'm making more money? Like, how is that even possible? Right, because we have been taught that, you know, basically hard work mm -hmm. equals money. Yeah. And, or work equals money. Yes, and it's actually energy. Yeah. Energy equals money. And it doesn't have to be you applying the energy. Yeah. As you said, your business is an entity unto itself. It, mm -hmm. it has a, a generative, it has an ability to generate, if you let it, yep. without you pushing levers. Exactly. I think we get in our own way. Like, we're the blocks to the abundance. It wants to flow. Oh, I mean, Ooh. I was the biggest block in the world. And John's... Diagnosis was such a gift because people had told me for years, you need to get out of the way of your yeah. business. What? You know, I'm I'm the business. What do you mean? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was it was me and my frustration or my overwork and over functioning. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So so good. Oh wow! Thank you so much, darling. I really. Oh, yes. And let's make sure we show people. I. Definitely want to, please. The, the posters turned into blankets. Oh, um, my God. I love this. Oh, my God. Surrender. You are now entering a tunnel of cat love. Yeah. It's and I, I have to say, I'm so proud of these blankets. They're 100% cotton. They're made in America. They're machine washable. They're the perfect nap weight. Totally. Um, and they, they oh. only wash like a dream. Like, I've had some for so many years, and they look brand new. Yeah, they're really fun. Oh, speaking of which, I just finished five days kitten sitting on a houseboat. Oh, how fun. Oh, yes. In Sausalito? I did. Yeah, that's fun. I, uh, I have not been with kittens in a oh, long time. They're really playful and fun. It's kitten therapy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about beacons of love, eh? You know, the whole world is a toy, and the whole yeah. world is love to them. Yeah. Toys, and they're just moving through. Oh, my goodness. And it's so wonderful. Kristen, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad for everyone listening. By the way, I get, you know, when I talked about inner wise self, inner feelings, mm -hmm. care, and inner critic, I apply that every day. Mm -hmm. So, but again, five and ten minutes. Mm -hmm. This is not a lot of time, but mm -hmm. I use these transformational processes to keep myself, you know, flowing so that the business and the life flow mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And this really is available to you. And, and you know, the, the beliefs and what goes on in your mind is really the start of everything. Your mind, heart, spirit mm -hmm. is the start of everything that you want in your business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, 
sometimes people discount that or they think they, until they can see it in the physical world, mm-hmm. they won't believe it. But I'm really letting everyone know that when you believe it inside here, that's when you will see it outside there. Mm-hmm. So beautifully said. And where can people find out about those three processes? Do you have a, a, bo- a particular book, one of your books? Actually, Secular Law Love has all three. Okay, I thought it did. Yeah. Okay, great. Secular Law Love. And then, of course, Planet Sark. Yeah, uh, planetsark.com, just so everybody knows, is, is Sark's website. It's so fun and fantastic. And just check it out, you guys. You're going to love it. It's it's a delight. I mean, you've created it. You know, you have your handwriting on there. Yeah, I needed a planet. I now, know. It's really a community built from the heart. I'm so um, enormously blessed by my readers and by people who, who are, they're really like the Sark spirit lives on. In yeah. And now it's cross-generational. All the kids. Oh, it's so sweet. It's, it's, it's a really wonderful thing. I love that. Thank you so much, my dear. I really oh, appreciate you. you. Bye. Bye. Hello. Isn't Sark amazing? <laughs> oh, I just love that lady. I hope you enjoyed this interview with her. And I really encourage you to check out her books. They are, I think, as inspiring as she is. So I just want to remind you, don't forget to visit the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 27. That's the number 27. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 27. And feel free to write any comments. If you scroll down to that bottom of the page, you'll be able to write comments. And I'd love to hear what you think about this episode and how it impacted you, how it inspired you. And I am wishing you such a wonderful week. Take good care, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.